Riders Meeting is brought to you by Yamaha. Rev your heart and join the Blue Crew for contingency, technical support videos, trackside support, demos and riding schools, apparel and merchandise. Get on the winning team. Join Yamaha's Blue Crew today. Nihilo Concepts, the leaders in grip technology. Whether it's frame grip, lever grip, grip donuts, which are fully customizable, or even the SOS device, which will keep you from being stranded. Check out all the products Nihilo Concepts makes for your motorcycle. And by Complete Racing Solutions, the leading resource for health and wellness and performance, where results are driven by the science of performance. Visit CompleteRacingSolutions.com for more information on training, nutrition, hydration, recovery, injury prevention, flexibility, and so much more. It's an incredible resource. Get over to CompleteRacingSolutions.com. And by FlowVision. FlowVision goggles combine a lifetime of riding and racing experience to create the perfect goggle. Includes outrigger performance fitment system for optimal function, a removable nose guard for added protection and rider comfort, triple layer rider comfort foam for maximum sweat absorption and fitment, relaxed nose support for increased breathing, boundary ventilation system to aid with sweat reduction and relief, a 45 millimeter wide anti-slip strap with a 3D printed poly logo, FlowVision lenses are three times thicker than the standard goggle lens for clarity of vision, and they come in multicolors. It's CE certified, and get this, they retail for $56. Check out FlowVision goggles today. Hey there, thanks for joining us for another Riders Meeting. I'm your host, David Pingree, and sitting next to me is Kyle Lewis, stepping in to uh, fill in the co-host duties. Thanks for uh, dropping by. Yeah, it's good to be here. Appreciate it. Excited, uh, excited to get your take, and we've got his Whiskey Throttle Show episode coming up, so stay tuned for that in the coming days. Uh, but we are going to cover Bud's Creek, and what a wild day of racing. I think everybody expected a Tomac-Sexton battle, and they would finish 1-2 in some order. Hoping for that. <laughs> uh, that did not materialize, but it, it, it kept it interesting. And then the 250 class, I think everyone expected the same Jet Lawrence to show up, and Hunter, and he, and Joe Shimoda to maybe be 1-2-3, and it, it didn't work out that way either. Uh, let's start with this 250 class. RJ Hampshire was the man uh, all weekend long. Great times in practice comes out firing in that first moto um and he had a great battle with josh moseman and it's funny i just feel like we we see guys have certain tendencies and traits and and man it's just hard for him to break out of that both of these guys incredibly fast but prone to mistakes and they'll have a yeah. good moto and then they'll crash the second moto you know being contention for the overall so great to see rj get it done um what was your take on that you know he had a a couple of issues moseman did uh, the tip over with jet where I thought it was clean. He was just racing him hard, but he cost himself a good finish for by sure. maybe sure. pushing harder. And you, you thought he should have tucked in. Well, I mean, Jet was coming through, obviously caught him and kind of went around him clean. And Moseman goes, nope. <laughs> and for sure, that's what you should do. But okay, that's he is the leader and he's he's coming through. I've done it. I mean, I've, oh, go ahead, get your points, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like we, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, just tuck in and maybe learn from him, you mm -hmm. know, he's going faster. So try to find the lines. Maybe you'll yo-yo a little bit, like you're, maybe you're faster and then, you know, he'll tell you along. Yeah. And, and you know, like I've done that, you, you know, you and I kind of were talking off camera beforehand, like it's a good strategy. If you see somebody just gapping you, making up a ton of time, 
why fight and slow right. you both down? Let him go and see what you, if you can figure out what he's doing for if better. You <laughs> if you can hang on to the back of him. But but Mosman's fast. I think he would have been able to hang there and, and at least learn some things. Mosman's an awesome rider. And maybe he could have drawn him up to the lead battle. But um, as it was, he raced him. And that's the other thing. I love to see a guy fight. If, as long as it's clean. I love it when a guy goes, no, nope, I'm not letting you buy. You know, you're going to have to earn this. And it just bit him here. So it's like... You know, it's interesting to me to, to, to bench race about. Would he have been smarter yeah. to just let him go? Some people go, oh, that's a, that's a bitch move. you got to fight for <laughs> position. But there's strategy involved, too. If he had done that, he doesn't fall, and he finishes third, no worse than third. Right. You know what I mean? So, anyway. The little good job was kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And what was your take on that? Because, like, to me, I'm thinking, well, he didn't hit you. Yeah, he, he checked up. Jed had to check up to not hit his bike, but, like, that's racing. It was clean. Yeah, but but like uh, my producer Mike was saying that those two have had history the last couple of years. They've had some run-ins, and I don't think Jet cares too much for for yeah. Mosman. So it's, like, it's crazy because Mosman's like when you talk to him, you would never think he's that guy. He's no. going to attack you on the track, but he does. He yeah. rides people hard, and that's awesome. He races hard. I love I love to watch it. Um, it does make for a lot of good memes. Moto memes, I think, has already dropped a couple of bangers on that one. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I love to see anything that makes a good meme. Um, so anyway, first moto was all RJ, just crushed it. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me to see what, you know, we always hear like Carmichael say, oh, you got to put yourself in a good position. I mean, it starts to get ridiculous, like trust the process or one of these sayings that you just hear over and over, you roll your eyes. But when you don't get a good start and you, you don't put yourself in a good position to win and you're back there in the carnage, you and I have both been there. Man, it is a war zone. And Oof. Jet got to see that dude's crashing in front of him. The bike's almost hitting him. He's stuffing into the back of plus, guys that fell. Plus, uh, Beasley gave the another X factor. The track was a mess. It was so muddy. I was like, whoa, what'd they do? <laughs> and yeah. normally, he has just unbelievable, his tracks, I loved going there. And that track was not so fun to ride. It was so wet. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought it looked like they overwatered, overprepped again, but then it still got down to a really hard base. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's just been really dry back there. I don't know the, the circumstances, but I, I thought the same thing. And you could tell he tried to build inside-outside lines yeah, with like, the tractor, but it wasn't the best Bud's Creek uh, racetrack I've ever I have seen. that in my notes about, like, what's up with the two lanes? Like, let the track build. Let, you can't. You can't open and then cross. You're just stuck in a channel. And yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know. The I don't, only I place I saw that work was in the in the far back where the old start uphill start yep, used to be. Yep. That You could go wide there and then triple down that hill. And I saw Kenny make a pass in the opening laps of one moto, and Eli did that. Yeah. And it was actually really fun to watch them hit that thing wide open and triple down. But I, I, I'm with you. I'd rather see, let it develop naturally. Yeah. Once one rut gets really hammered, we'll... We'll make a new one, you know, it'll force somebody into a new one and that, that's how lines develop. But you make it so muddy, then it's a, you can't make a new one because it's a muck hole out there. Yeah. So I, they've been doing a pretty good job of that and not over prepping, but I think they went a little bit backwards there this weekend. Uh, Hunter had a really rough day as well. He went off the track, had, you know, caught up in banners. He, he was, uh, it was a rough day for the Lawrence boys. They still pulled out of it pretty well and Jet somehow managed to increase his points lead. That was kind of funny when, uh, Stewie, he, uh, the, the camera is like uh, looking at the dirt and he's like, oh, is, is Hunter off the track? Oh, dang. Hey, for what it's worth, I just want to say, I thought James was awesome. I thought he was the best color guy we've had all year. He provided a ton of good insight. He had some funny moments. So 
kudos to Bubba. I uh, hope hope he can get back in and do more of that. I really enjoyed it. Did you like having him on there? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. He was, he he definitely kept it um, lively. Like, yeah. It was you're you're like what's he gonna say next? But he also had some some insightful things. For you know? sure, and sitting I think down, that relaxing. That's what I want to see out of a color guy's color. Like, tell me, tell me the whys and the and the hows and the, what's a guy thinking and what's a strategy here? You know the things that somebody who has never been in that position. Yeah. What are they thinking? You he's been there and done it. You know all these guys have and it's just it's not easy when they you, you're looking at a TV screen and someone's screaming in a headset at you. But I, I thought he did a great job. So anyway. Um, I want to give a little plug to a Spanish rider that came over and filled in for Star Yamaha. And his name was getting butchered all, all weekend long by Weege and the rest of them. Guillem Fares. Fares. Uh, I had a Spanish buddy of mine send me a rant that he was pissed off. They kept mispronouncing it. Uh, Guillaume is a French name. Guillem is the way you pronounce it. This dude rode awesome. And he goes, we didn't even, he goes, we were thinking he'd be lucky if he scored points. So even his... You yeah, know, his side of the world, they were they were pretty surprised by his overall finish. He has some good speed. Yeah, I mean, dude went went uh, six thirteen for ninth overall. That is not easy to do. I think he got a bad start in the second moto. Great rides, great yeah. rides either way. So uh, anyway, uh, second two fifty moto, uh, Cooper got out front early. It was good to see him after a crash in the first moto. He had a rough day after they announced he was going to be part of the donations team. Yeah, then that was I have notes on that like Jalik Swole. Getting he when he gets a start, he cannot capitalize on it. He rode good in the second moto, but that first moto, uh, Coop went down and he ran right in. Yeah, yeah, it's like dang. I don't know, is that decision making or is that just wrong place, wrong time? I don't know, it's, it yeah. happens quite frequently. So I'm like, uh, maybe calm down a little bit on the first lap and just get through the first lap. Yeah, he's fast enough. That's there's no question about that. Um, Joe Shimoda, man, this guy is on it lately if there's somebody who's really ramped up the second half of the season it's that guy he has oh, figured man. something out and he is a savage right now I mean, he is when he needs to pass a guy his intensity is insane he is like a bulldog i was out at paula and uh anderson was on him and he could not get around him at, at practice just they were laying down heaters and i'm like whoa okay yeah joe's <laughs> a real job. deal yeah i'm really yeah. really impressed with him um, and he came through and, you know, he, he did this before at, at Redbud where he had to get, keep working and get up to a certain spot and he did it and, uh, paid off for him with a great finish on the weekend as well. Um, and again, RJ had to hold off jet to get the overall and he did that. So awesome ride for him. Uh, Swole got fifth. So great ride in that moto. And another one I want to mention is Max Boland. He's been quietly putting together good rides. He had a five, eight for a seventh overall, kind of a bummer. You know the way he got shuffled back there, but yeah. he's running up front. He's consistently Did he like get hurt early in the season. Or? Supercross, he was yeah, hurt. Yeah. So, and you know how many times does this happen? A rookie kid comes in and just injury after injury. But yeah. it's good to see him just sort of building all summer long. Well, you know, wasn't it his first race? He was leading in motor that loose at Paula. Yeah, he's had some issues, but he's like I said, just great summer for him so far. I'm happy to see him doing well. So, uh, what what is your take on the Justin Cooper pick for donations? Right pick. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah he's, that's what he's, I thought. He generally is a good starter. Um, he seems to have picked up his fitness. Um, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. he's got the speed. Yeah. I, I just think. I think the one of his stronger points is he gets starts. Mm -hmm. So 
he'll be less likely to be in the carnage, you know, yeah. and then go chase him. Yeah, and, and I think he's maybe a little bit better at coming through the pack than Christian would have been. And Christian's 45 pounds heavier than him, yeah. I would say. So, uh, think so? I think he's like 135. And I got to say wow. Christian's 185. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a little guy. <laughs> I thought that explains the scars, <laughs> so, especially on those fire breathers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, an interesting day. RJ Hampshire gets the overall. Joe Shimoda second with a 3-1. And Jet goes 2-3 for third. Uh, Moseman fourth, Cooper fifth, Thrasher, Voland, Hunter, Guillaume, and uh, Carson Mumford. Top ten for him, too. That's awesome. Gets a, gets a Suzuki up there. So good for him. The points, not real exciting here in the 250 class. Jet, 433. Joe's at 396, and he passed Hunter for second. Hunter's at 390. So a six-point swing between those two guys. That's really been the, the championship chase here for second between those two guys and their buddies, which makes it fun. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Certainly the momentum is on Joe's side. Uh, if I was Hunter, I would think I got some work to do. Um, hey, I want to just quickly mention a new sponsor to the show, uh, True Classics Apparel. This is one of their shirts. They kind of make just blank, real simple tees and hats, and the stuff is so comfortable. We're going to try to actually start using these blanks for all of our merchandise. Uh, but if you guys are in the market for just some, some nice simple tees and clothes, check these guys out, True Classics. Uh, really, really good stuff. We're stoked to have them involved. Um, Okay, let's jump into that 450 class. First moto, and there was a lot of controversy about the scoop tire again. Uh, RJ ran it the first moto, and uh, whoever, uh, Tony Caroli ran it this, this 450 first moto. Got to the first turn first, couldn't, swung a little wide. Yeah, but Couldn't make that turn. You know, Tomac stuck with it all day long, and he, he did that at Millville, and he was able to make it work for him. And Millville has some hard base. But, yeah, man, but it sure looked like he was sliding around a lot in that second moto. Millville has a cushion. Mm. So it slowly, slowly starts moving and he could, he was able at Millville to capitalize on that stain in that cushion mm -hmm. and, and you could open up the corners a little bit more. So I think that was the call. I think that was the second moto that tire actually at Millville for him, I think worked better because mm -hmm. he was able, just able to keep Stay on the wide. rail like he likes to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think... It was good for the first moto, but it was still, he got away and then he was able to ride wider lines. I Like when I was watching him, he was skirting on the edge of the of the rails, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the second moto, it looked like he couldn't lean the bike. He was struggling. He likes to stand the bike up and just get it sliding. It was just, it just looked like he was struggling a little bit on that. Maybe bike setup. So that was what was interesting to me because I thought the same thing you did. I'm watching the second moto and everything that was off camera or up on a high point, I mean, he's literally, you can see it leaving a slippery, greasy mark behind him. He's just down yeah. to the base and it's spinning. But in the press conference, he said, no, I, that's the tire I like. I'm happy with it. I was, I was fighting something else. Yeah, but then the, the off camber and then they go up left, that downhill into that right before that Henry double. Uh -huh. If you go back and look at it, they were going down the inside and there was just a shiny spot and he almost looked like you couldn't stop. The bike almost picked up speed. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that tire's not working. It, it didn't seem like the pick to me, so it was surprising to see him, hear him say that in the press conference. Right. And maybe he's just, I don't well, know. they say man. he practices with it. So He says he loves it, even in all conditions. And listen, I rode this MX-14 at Glen Helen. There's hard stuff at Glen Helen. And from the 11 and 12, 
there's a marked improvement in, in side traction, side mm. grip. It's, it hooks up really well. Uh, and anything, so if there's anything for it to bite into, the direct, straight line traction is unreal. Mm. So for starts, it's a no-brainer because they yeah. always rip the startup. The problem is that that scoop just will not bite in if it's a hard, slick base. I haven't and rode it yet. So I think that's I what know. we just, that's what it looked like to me. You know, even before they dropped down by the mechanics area, that left with a couple of rollers. Yeah, you yeah. just see him. It looked. I thought he had a flat at a couple <laughs> of points in the race. You know, just it was drifting everywhere. He can say setup, but you know, another thing about Eli is he runs a really, really stiff shock. He likes the fork soft, and he runs the back really firm. <laughs> so now, how? Do, what does that do to rear tire traction? I, You're going to spin anyway, right? <laughs> it's not going to yeah, squat. It's sure. going to just light up. And now you put a paddle on there, so. I don't know. Yeah. He might need to start playing with a 33 for the back for the second motos. It's working. Um, it's working out okay. I mean. Yeah, yeah. No. I. I. It's just an interesting thing to talk about. Um, so the start of this first 450 moto, uh, Kenny was up there. Dungey was up then out front early. I thought he looked great. I think it was his best ride of the year. Really good. Yeah. He looked more. It, just relaxed. Yeah. Like he was. His flow was getting there. Yep. At the beginning of the season, he had speed, but he just looked tight, like oh, uh, and then just he looked awesome yesterday. Yeah, I thought he looked great. Um, and Kenny, who I expected to fade, actually held on really well both motos, and it was a hot day, so I I can't make sense of what's going on with Kenny. You know, we'll have a, a weekend that's not really that hot, and he just has a Chernobyl style meltdown, and he'll go back to sixth or seventh, or even worse, yeah, or worse. And then on a hot day on a rough track. He's up there fighting for the wins. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> See, on that. Gonna be, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> he, um, he's he's a bad dude. Um, yeah. And when all, everything clicks for him, look out. You know. Well, the interesting thing about the 450 class, Tomac was around fifth in that opening lap and just sort of worked his way to the front. Chase was about tenth, had a little bit more work to do, and he he blew it at that bottom turn after the triple no, step down. Tomac went around him on the first. Oh, um, did he go around him on the on the first uphill? Okay, and then they were talking. So about So they were maybe, both back that far. They were like fifth, sixth. Okay, and then uh, Tomac went by him, and they were saying, "Oh, that just frazzled um, um, Chase." Chase, and I'm like, I don't think so. I think he just got in there and it deep, and he said he missed he missed a shift, but I don't know. Oh, I, it, it looked to me like that berm had a hard hard edge under it mm -hmm. and the berm got pushed up over the hard edge and his front tire went above it that's what it looked like to me and just washed you just tucked the nose and went yeah the that shit happens um but he got up hit another lapper i mean he had all kinds of problems after that it was a really really rough moto and once he like got out front i think like a lot of people i thought well that's it that's the nail in the in the coffin this this title's over eli can if he can back it up with a second he's going to walk out of here with a 10 12 point lead right and he can sort of you know, maybe sneak, try to beat Chase in one moto at Ironman. Man, he's looking good. Yeah, yeah manager. manager. Uh, but, boy, that did not happen. Um, the second moto, uh, another great ride for... Oh, and a, a tip well, over for um, Caroli, too. I wanted to mention that. Yeah, that was weird. A weird spot. And they didn't show what happened, but he was halfway was, up that yeah. step up, all cocked sideways. and The paneling was all messed up. I was like, somebody, somebody had to have hit him when, when he fell. It had to be, right? You wouldn't yeah. crash there. You've already made the corner by the time you hit that jump. I don't know what would happen. Um, anyway, solid ride for Anderson as well to get up into second. He's been building, uh, you know, he's already gotten a win this year, but 
to see him just kind of fighting to get closer and closer to that front pack, and he's finding that pace. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's doing the right thing here. He's kind of playing the long game. He's looking at 23 already, going, let's let's get this bike really figured out. Let's let me learn what I can be better at, and let's come out firing for the championships next year. I think he's. Um, he's well, on he's a really said good trajectory. it numerous times. He hadn't been outdoors in a while, mm-hmm. so he forgot how hard it was. You know, <laughs> yeah. to the grind. It, it is mean, a grind. Yeah. It, it's it takes it takes a lot out of you for sure. Absolutely. Uh, the second moto, Savachi, Anderson, and Dungey out front. Dunge to the lead. Uh, Tomac was like 13th in the opening laps, at least that they said in the broadcast as far as where they had him scored. Sexton was about 6th. And um, Sexton got to the lead, and it was a little bit weird because Sexton tipped over at one point and then lost the lead. Then Anderson either stalled it or lost his line in, in that off-camber, and those guys caught back up to right. him. They so there was some, yeah, some real weird things. Um and then we didn't see this on TV, but if you guys follow Dylan Ferrandis and his wife, she posted something, uh, it was a picture of Dylan going down. She said, he's okay, but some people need to learn how to learn how to ride without cutting the track and taking people out. And behind Dylan hitting the deck, you see a red bike. And I'm pretty sure that was Barsha. He got disqualified from the event. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, wow. Kind of post-race, he was penalized for, for rough riding. So I didn't, I didn't see, see it. I, all I heard was what she posted and then what the AMA did. But uh, it looks like he came in hot and did what he does and um, put Dylan on the ground. So Dylan crashed out, pulled out of the race, wow, which was a bummer. Full, they didn't dock uh, position? You're out. Well, I think he was already on probation from Supercross. Oh. So yeah, maybe yeah, that yeah. had something to do with it. Oh, uh, wow. I, I haven't seen the full press release about what happened. I just know... Uh, he did something overly aggressive, and it sounds like the Ferrandis family is not super happy about it. So we'll see what, what comes out of that. Uh, once Chase got out front that second time, though, man, he's just so smooth. There was no mistakes. It was like, you know, riding clinic. Uh, and Tomac just couldn't get it moving. You know, like I thought it about the, and, and Stewart even said as much in the show. He goes, I'd wait for about the 15-minute mark here. He's going to light it up. He's going to flip a switch <laughs> and take off. And, man, he just couldn't. And like I said, it really looked like he was struggling with traction. Again, he said it wasn't the tire, but what the heck else would it be? Uh, he's even back when all through Cowie when he didn't wasn't happy with the setting. He would it would you would see it. It yeah. was just a different Eli. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> they only know. Yeah, it's interesting with him because, you know, and, and that was his, uh, he had like this dual persona. If, if he was comfortable, man, look out. No mm-hmm. one could touch him. But if he's not, if something doesn't feel right, he just, he's mortal, right? He would, but not he, that it was a terrible never, ride. He but. would never really toss the race away trying to override his, the, whatever's bugging him about the bike. So he just kind of, for me, I think he's smart. Yeah. Uh, doesn't get hurt too often. So it doesn't go past that. Uh, I don't want to, I got to manage this. Yeah. Just get my points and get out of here and fix the bike. Yeah. It is smart. And and he's a lot like, he kind of reminds me of Dungey that way, where they just never make a huge mistake. They never push past where the line is. I just think for Eli, that line drops pretty low when he's uncomfortable, you know? And a lot of times the other guys are shining when, yeah. when that happens. So yeah. guys are having the hero day and he's like, oh, I can't do it. Well, like like in Unadilla, 
Um, I think he was smart to he he pushed Chase a little bit that second moto, and then I think he just went. It's his day. I'm not going to beat this kid. Yeah. I'm not going to crash and then get a fourth and lose a bunch of points. I'll ride it in yeah. for second. And that we'll was a riding clinic out of that Chase. That was incredible. Absolutely. Well, I thought coming into this weekend, uh, and we had mentioned this on last week's show, that that Bud's Creek and Indiana are so important for Eli Tomac because Paula has traditionally been a track where Chase Sexton shines. I know Eli's won there, but... Chase is good at Paula, and I wouldn't be, if I was Eli Tomek, I wouldn't want to have to go into those last two motos going, I got to beat him here. So these, you know, the next two motos coming in Indiana, he, he took a step forward here, but he's only got one point now. He really needs to shine. I, I thought, and I think everybody, this is no big secret or something profound, man, he blew a big opportunity here. Uh, after that first moto, I, I, I thought, yeah, okay, I thought this it is it. Out. And then that second moto, for him not to be able to get back to like third, that was a miss, and you know, not that's not taking anything away from him. Those guys in front of him, uh, Kenny and Anderson, those guys were hauling ass. But yeah, a missed opportunity if you're Eli, right? For sure, for sure. I mean, he chose that tire for the start. He didn't get a start. It's like, uh, well, better start going fast at the beginning because the track's only going to get yeah more hard packed. And maybe maybe his strategy was let the race sort of come to him, and as it got harder and harder, he didn't have it. It got worse and worse, yeah. and he couldn't push. Yeah, maybe that's a good point. Um, Do you remember that track? Because because Stewart mentioned this on the broadcast, and when you were watching it, it was pretty obvious. It was a tough track to pass on. Oh yeah, uh, kind of that overwatered, overworked. The, all the off cameras, if you go out the and you go in, the they all lead to one exit. Yeah, and it's. Again, one of my favorite tracks. I just liked it. Um, I it, it would get down to a firm base, and I didn't. I'd, I'd ride out in the desert. So, so you like that? I, I yeah. was comfortable with lack of traction. Well, I just, I you know, I don't remember it that way. I loved riding there, and for whatever reason, I just never did well there. So yeah. I know you can pass because people pass me a lot. <laughs> so I know that can't be true. So, um, but it did look like. If you looked at the gap between, you know, the top five or six, they were all bunched up really closely. Yeah. So it just made it seem like there wasn't um, as rough and rutted and as technical as it looked. Everybody was kind of doing the same thing. There was no place where somebody could shine. Yeah, it was. Well, I did watch. So, uh, um, Jet in that second moto, he found different lines where he could set up that pass be right by the old start mm. he everyone wanted to go that outside and he would go right down he'd do the bubba scrub that he was kind of <laughs> playing with um and he'd go straight down the inside and then that line just went he, but he, it was all down. set up back by that henry double he'd go down he was bunny hopping uh some braking bumps go outside and everyone was clipping you know, mm -hmm. and he would downside and gather them up, and they were, again would go outside. He was going on the inside where Anderson was actually doubling into that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, but then they would go out, then they go in. He stay out left all the way down uh, to the death jump. Yeah, <laughs> and then he would do them there, and he passed four guys, and then Hunter started following him, mm. doing that. Mm. I was like, wow, he found a, he found a section where he could capitalize. Well. 
at the end of the day, um, Sexton kept his title hopes alive, I think, with that second moto ride and just the way it went. Uh, Jason Anderson comes in for a 2-2 to get the overall. That was awesome that he won. Yep. Again. Great ride for him. Tomac was second with a 1-5. Kenny, 3-3 for third. Sexton, 7-1 for fourth. Then Dungey with a 4-4 for fifth overall. Craig Savachi, Plessinger, Stewart, and, and uh, kudos to Freddie Norm, 16-10 for 10th overall. Uh, the points chase now, Eli's at 449, Sexton 448, so we're basically a dead How heat. about the Craig and Ferrandis? He pointed or something, and then all of a sudden he took off them all. Where, I wonder what that was I about. Didn't, I have no idea what that was about. I saw it too. <laughs> I thought, that's strange. Um, and I do want to mention one more thing here. As we head to Indiana, and we start looking at how this championship could potentially play out. Right now, Eli has four wins, and Chase has three. So remember, if we end up, they're close enough, we could end up with a tie in points. And if that does happen, it goes to whoever has the most wins, right? Yeah. So right now, Eli's got one up on him. So it's going to be, that could be important to pay attention to as we keep moving on. Um, I got to, I got to believe the odds are in the favor that one of those two will win next weekend. But if it's Chase, now they're at four apiece going into the final round. <laughs> I mean, it, so it's setting up to be really good. Um, so, hey, hang in there with us. Uh, next week, we will be back for another riders meeting, breaking down everything we saw at Indiana. And uh, check back on Tuesday. We will be dropping site lap as we look ahead to that race and talk about uh, all the potential championship implications and what we think we're going to see there. So, uh, Kyle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for watching, me. guys, and we will uh, see you next week.